1 Samuel 25, 23-44 When Abigail saw David, she hurried, and she got down from the donkey and fell before David on her face and bowed to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, On me alone, my lord, be the guilt. Please let your servant speak in your ears and hear the words of your servant. Let not my lord regard this worthless fellow, Nabal, for his for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your servant, did not see the young men of my Lord whom you sent. Now then, my Lord, as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, because the Lord has restrained you from blood guilt and from saving with your own hand, now then, let your enemies and those who seek to do evil to my Lord be as Nabal. But now let this present that your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespass of your servant, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house, because my Lord is fighting the battles of the Lord, Mm -hmm. and evil shall not be found in you so long as you live. If men rise up to pursue you and to seek your life, the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living in the care of the Lord your God. In the lives of your enemies, he shall sling out as from a hollow of a sling. And when the Lord has done to my Lord, according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you prince over Israel, my Lord shall have no cause of grief or pangs of conscience for having shed blood without cause or for my Lord working salvation himself. And when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, Then remember your servant. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. Blessed be your discretion, and blessed be you, who have kept me this day from blood guilt and from working salvation with my own hand. For as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, who has restrained me from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, truly by morning there had not there had not been left to Nabal so much as one male. Then David received from her hand what she had brought him. And he said to her, Go up in peace to your house. See, I have obeyed your voice, and I have granted your petition. And Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he was holding a feast in his house, like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. So she told him nothing at all until the morning light. In the morning when the wine had gone out of Nabal, his wife told him these things, and his heart died within him, and he became as a stone. And about ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord who has avenged the insult I received at the hand of Nabal, and has kept back his servant from wrongdoing. The Lord has returned the evil of Nabal on his own head. Then David sent and spoke to Abigail to take her as his wife. When the servants of David came to Abigail at Carmel, they said to her, David has sent us to you to take you to him as his wife. And she rose and bowed with her face to the ground and said, Behold, your handmaid is a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. And Abigail hurried and rose and mounted a donkey and with her five young men attended her. She followed the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Ahinoam of Jezreel, and both of them became his wives. 
Saul had given Michal, his daughter, David's wife, to Palti, the son of Laish, who was of Galim. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, so many interesting things about this story. Um, first <laughs> of all, I feel again. feel bad for the people listening because they didn't get to read whenever we said Lord mm. like 50 times yeah. who we were talking about each Lord time. Lord of my Lord is the Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> Abigail, that's one of your favorite words. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I think it, you know, the context yeah. was pretty clear. Yeah. But then... Um, you know, we see some like justice of God, Mm -hmm. um, taking place and God, you know, repaying, uh, the good that David, David did with, with good, even though he was treated with evil. And, um, but then we see like the accumulation of some wives Mm -hmm. from David at the end as well. And so there's, there's a lot to, a lot to talk about, a lot to think about in this passage. Um, and it comes today, we, you know, we're in the middle of the passage and so, there were some things that happened yesterday, uh, if you if you recall. And so, mm. Will, just any like main themes overall that that stand out to you from from the, today's section? Yeah, I mean, so yesterday in, in yesterday's reading, Bear and I were kind of talking about you know, there's you can kind of read. I, I think before you get to today's passage, Abigail, it's like you can't really tell her, her motive or her, her mindset. But I mean, in, in this passage today, like she is just such an example of faithfulness mm-hmm. and, and faith, a faith filled woman. And, you know, she, she views everything, you know, one of the themes that we've talked about in first Samuel is how do you view the narrative that surrounds you? Like, are you the center of the narrative or is God, you mm-hmm. know, do you control the narrative or does God? And the problem with Saul is that he's the center of the narrative and he keeps trying to work out salvation for himself. Like mm-hmm. he is the author of salvation. And for David in his right mind, which has been basically the entire book up to this mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. he also views the, or he, unlike Saul views the Lord as the center of the narrative yeah. and the Lord as the author of the story mm-hmm. and the author of salvation. And yet in yesterday's passage, he gets so wound up over Nabal's, you know, treachery and, and selfishness that he he's just had it. It's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have the anointing of Saul. So he, he's ready to go kill this guy. Mm-hmm. And Abigail comes down and, you know, doesn't just try to calm David down with food and wine, but she points to the Lord mm-hmm. as, as like God is the judge. God will bring justice. Please do not take salvation into your own hands. Mm-hmm. And you know what? What a woman of faith and yeah. a woman of God. And you know, David, it, it clearly it, it's one of those things. You know, where you know sometimes when you kind of have to like confront uh, a brother or sister in Christ and Mm -hmm. you are kind of worried it's going to be like this explosive thing. But then like, it's like you're the spirit in you like resonates with them as you're speaking. And they're like, yeah, "Yeah." like, Mm -hmm. and you know, David, it's like he comes back to his senses and it resonates with his spirit of like, okay, all these Psalms I've been writing, like Mm. the Lord is my stronghold. Like the Lord will cut down the wicked. And so it, it's such a such an interesting story from that vantage point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what else did you? Yeah, say? That, I love how you 
connected it almost to like in a sense church discipline like yeah, yeah. like um abigail going to david and like just kind of being that that one-to-one type yeah. relationship that matthew 18 kind of talks about like if your brother's in sin go to him like not that david had necessarily sinned yet but yeah. you know he's about to <laughs> yeah he was about to yeah <laughs> and um and uh, it's so cool to read David's response. Um, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. Like um, when when we are turned from sin or from foolishness, that's going to lead to sin. Like um, that is such a right response to be mm-hmm. like rejoicing. Uh, it's amazing to see again that like God used another person to do that. I think that that's just consistent in in scripture yes the holy spirit convicts us but like often it's through like the words of his mm-hmm. people that the spirit uses you know scripture infused words of mm-hmm. wisdom and truth and goodness to convict us of sin like you were talking about um but we should give glory to god in that you know blessed be the lord he is definitely like attributing this act of abigail's to god mm-hmm. um and kind of uh just being grateful that God is the one who sent Abigail um, to meet David and to and to prevent him from working out salvation by his own hand. So you see the grace of God in this passage too. Um, and David could have he could have worked this out. I mean, he had every intention to. And I think that's just a very humbling thing to know that, like, mm-hmm. I mean, we can have every intention towards just doing terrible things, but God's God in his grace often prevents us from doing that yeah. um, by sending us whatever is, is needed. And the new Testament talks about that and that he won't, um, you know, he, there's, there isn't a way out of mm. every temptation yeah. that we face. Totally. Um, there is a way out and, and that's God's grace. So, totally. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think it's obviously, so Nabal, there's, there's this interesting, peculiar judgment of the Lord that he experiences where um, he's, you know, probably really hung over and Abigail um, after a heavy night of drinking and Abigail tells, tells, well, tails him. <laughs> Alabama. Abigail sits him down right there and tails him. Come here, Abigail. <laughs> she tells him about, uh, you know, this whole interchange with David and then he becomes like a stone for yeah. 10 days and dies. Mm. And, you know, I, I do think it's interesting. This is just like so much more complicated than we have time for. But we kind of get this little nod towards David's, you know, little polygamist life mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. multiple wives here at the end. And I, I do just want to like not totally act like that's not there. And I think this is an interesting thing to keep an eye on. I, you know, I, I've heard a... Uh, a preacher once, I can't even remember who, but he was kind of talking about polygamy in the Bible and how God's design from the beginning was clearly like, you know, right. yeah. not a man and like six women. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how, you know, even though there's these moments where it, it's, you know, tolerated or, or enabled or whatever, it always ends poorly and it's always like a source of tension. Yep. And so I, I think that's just an interesting thing to keep our eye on. And, you know, we're 
we're not going to go fully into second Samuel where that like really hits, or we're not going to go into second Samuel at all on ODR Mm -hmm. where it really hits the fan. Mm -hmm. But I think that's just like an interesting word. Yeah. That's a really good, like looking forward. I think that you're doing there and like a great lesson on Bible reading because like, like we just a second ago talked a little bit about Dave and relate Dave and Abigail's like interaction and made some new Testament connections Mm -hmm. to that and sort of applications to our life. And, Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, like in this passage, there was no direct commands of like, you should do this, you should not do this. Mm-hmm. Um, we drew some conclusions, but there's nothing in this passage that is uh, positively stating multiple uh, marriages is a good thing. Like yeah. to, have, to have multiple wives is a good thing and this is what you should do. What we need to do is we need to follow the story. We need mm-hmm. to, we need, like you just said, and we see and you also need to go backwards in the story. Like, okay, that God never set that up. And we see that it went poorly here. Conclusion, this is not God's design. But there's there's other parts of narrative where you do see connections to like New Testament commands. And then you're like, okay, yeah, I think this connection I'm making makes sense. So mm-hmm. that's just a good word on just how to read the Bible well. Yeah, so yeah. Good. You know, we have like Leah and Rachel and, you know, a lot of these like classic sort of like, wives in the same family where it's just explosive so yeah anyways though that's just like a little a little tangent yeah um but again we just see here that the lord is honored in this passage as the keeper of david and, and as the source of justice and that's so, right that's i think right. just a good closing note is mm-hmm. that um to look to the lord for justice and mm-hmm. and you know reminder to not take matters into our own hands in those moments of heated um, anxiety or anger or whatever, but to, you know, trust in the Lord, mm-hmm. not on your own understanding. I think that's such a great word. And one, I hope everyone really takes to heart because it is, I know from experience how easy that is to do. So, well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Jerry Brooks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404 465 1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.